Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30, 20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. Surely in once in your life, if the call of God was on you to be in the full-time ministry, surely at one place in your life you would have thought of that. No, not even once. I didn't even picture myself, never thought of it. I didn't even think of it to picture myself as the ministry type. I never even never entered my mind. I didn't never think about ministry. Well, I'm probably not cut out for that. Never entered my mind. Not once. And so I know how easy it is. And plus, even after you find out, even after I started to see the picture that, that I was called to the full-time ministry, even then, you could still have erroneous ideas about how all that could take place. Not realizing that maybe you have to do some things and maybe take steps of faith or whatever it is to make that come to pass. That on purpose, you must make what God's called you to do come to pass. It will not come to pass just on accident. Any more than the Big Bang Theory could have exploded and we had all this order. I mean, that's about how parallel the thoughts are, is that you're thinking, if you think that you are going to wind up in God's call, it's parallel to thinking that a big explosion can cause all kinds of order. No, if you're going to be in the call God has picked for you already, you're going to have to on purpose get there. And it's going to require, number one, finding out what it is, and then not just the, the finding out what it is, because even in the realm of those kinds of things, there's all kinds of minor little details that go along with your call. All kinds of men. I mean, you could take somebody who's called to be a doctor. Well, okay, God's made me very clear to me. I'm called to be a doctor. Okay, great. Now, what kind am I? Am I a surgeon? Am I a baby doctor? Am I a foot doctor? God forbid. Am I something else? What, am I a brain surgeon? Well, most of us would be left out of that one anyway. So just forget that. But what are you called to be? I mean, there's no such thing as I'm just A. You're not just A anything. Well, anyway, somebody uh, had said that, uh, and I had told you this before, that I believed that her husband was called to the ministry. I believe that. I still believe it. I know it like I know my own name. He, that man was called to the ministry, but he never did make it. And will he ever make it? I'll leave that up to you to answer. But there's a fellow right there that was called to a ministry. I'm telling you, if you talk about somebody who could have been a, a, a television mogul for the, for the good and for God, there was somebody called. There was somebody called to the ministry, but the devil thwarted it. So can it be thwarted? Absolutely, it can be thwarted. And it can be thwarted not just in the sense of, well, they, you know, that, that somebody that doesn't get in the ministry, they may never be a Christian. No, you could be a Christian and still never get into the, your call. And the Bible makes it clear that there are different parts in the body. And you have to find out what yours is. And surprising to me, mine was picked for me already. Now that was news to me. Is that news to you? It's news. It was news to me. Yours is picked. You don't even get to pick what you get to be. Because see, people tell you, now what do you want to be in, see, when you grow up, son? Son, I think you ought to do this in life. This would be good to do, son. You ought to do this. How come nobody once ever told us that it's already picked? You don't get to pick. 
It's already been picked. Before the world was framed, before the earth was laid, it was picked for you. God knew you were going to be born before he laid the foundation of the earth. And he already had your call picked for you. So how are you going to find it? You're just going to wander on through life and hope you stumble on it one day? Hope maybe I'm in it? Because that's what I thought. When I was in business, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing God's will. People are getting saved. I, because I'd witnessed to them right there in my place and got people saved and was ministering to people and did some good for the kingdom. But it wasn't what I was even called to. I've got it in a file um, in a, in a, that I keep of certain things that are significant that the Lord said to me over the years. And one of the things the Lord said to me, and I, and I don't know the date, so don't quote me on the date exactly, but I suspect it was about 1993, if I remember correctly. So that'd be about seven years ago that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Now, I'm, this is before I'm in the ministry now. And he said to me that, and I'm just going to give you the synopsis of it. I'm not going to give you the, the exact words. But the synopsis or the essence of what he said to me was, is that your rewards at the judgment seat will all be based upon your call. In other words, rewards will be given based upon within the framework or within the constraints of your call. Now, isn't that interesting thought? Now, that never dawned on me. See, because you think, well, you just, yeah, there's general things we can all do. And if you don't have really a, a specific call in the sense that, well, you know, maybe I'm just you know, supposed to be, quote, adjust a chauffeur. Well, you just do your best at that chauffeur's job. And, of course, if that's what you're called to, then, you know, your rewards will be based on that. So it's important that you, number one, know what it is because your rewards will be based upon the framework of that call. If you don't get into that call, then your rewards will be nil. Now, does it mean you won't have any? Oh, no. But I would imagine they would be slim because you never did get into what he had for you. You know, what good would it do? Let me just give you a scenario. Now, if you're not a football fan, I'm sorry. But, you know, there's a couple in here that are anyway. You should know something about football since we were the world champions. We, you know, like I, you know, I was. We, St. Louis, was the world champions last year. What if you had somebody from the, the sidelines decide the ball's in play and they run out there on the field and they score, they go grab the ball and run down the field and elude every tackler and get into the end zone. And of course the police corral them. But before that he eludes all of the football players and runs through the end zone with the football under his arm and scores. How much of that counts? He crossed the end zone with the ball does it count? Did he run according to the rules? What will be his reward? Is there any points scored? All of the activity of accomplishment, all of the looks of accomplishment, but no real accomplishment. You see? So your rewards will be within the framework of what you are called to do. He's not called to be a football player. He has no business being out there. His points don't count. So whatever you would amass in life would not count except for the fact you did it within the framework of your call. Now, there has to be some general things, of course, that we can all do as Christians that would be uh, some rewards. Uh, the fact that you accept the Lord Jesus Christ in life, you're going to get a reward for that. The Bible talks about the crown of righteousness. So you're going to get a crown of eternal life and righteousness just because you believed in Jesus. Thank God for that. But there are other rewards as well within your call. Now, in Colossians, now turn to Colossians, the fourth chapter. And I've got a number of different scriptures that I want to read to you regarding this, these thoughts. Now, I won't get through all of them today. We're going to get through some of them, and we're not going to, we're not going to be in any hurry. We want to study these scriptures, and so study them with me, and I'll try to maybe 
pick up the pace some, but I can't promise you that. Colossians, the fourth chapter. I want to point out a scripture there that probably has not been preached from the pulpits of America, but yet it's still very, very, very significant scripture. Colossians, the fourth chapter, 17th verse. Look at that verse. Now, you probably never studied this too much in your nightly studies, but it's not an insignificant verse. And you understand there's no scripture in the Bible that's insignificant, not one. They all have meaning. They all have a thought. The Holy Spirit knew what he meant when he wrote it. And he had a purpose for including this verse in the Bible. Paul, finishing up his letter to the Colossians, after he talks about salvation, he talks about being transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of, of light, into the kingdom of the beloved son. Here he's closing out, and there's the last two verses. The one before he closes out, he says, Oh yeah, the Holy Spirit must have reminded him. Say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Now, how many of you spent hours reading over that scripture? How many didn't know it was in there? Look at that verse. Say to Archippus, you see, there's a whole lot we really do not know as Christians. A whole lot. And say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Now, go to 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. Keep your finger there. Because we may come back to that. 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. And we'll start with the first verse there. I saw, Now Paul writing to Timothy. Timothy serving as a pastor at this time. I solemnly charge you, and don't think in terms of ministry now. When ministry, you understand there are different ministries which we'll look at in a few minutes. And they don't all include the pulpit. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. And by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside the myths. But you, that is Timothy, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry. Now, you can hold your finger there if you got that many. So turn over to Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and in the first verse, and I'm going to read some of these verses that we just looked at from other translations and give you an idea of what some of the other translations say about these because combining them all, those are very clear. The New American Standard is about as clear as you will get in a translation. Uh, it's, it's the most literal you'll find of the, of the most prominent tr translations. Chapter 12 of Hebrews, the first verse. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. All three of these scriptures are talking about the same thoughts, about running your race, your race, not just a race, your race. Now, I understand that Paul writing here in the Hebrews is talking when he says we're covered about by so many uh, cloud of witnesses. He's talking about, because if you read the previous verses, he's talking about all those that went to heaven previous, all those that are already in heaven and they're a great cloud of witnesses. He's telling us that they're watching us, that they know. And they're watching our race to see if we'll fulfill our race. 
And you notice in those verses, and we'll look at them again in a second here, but do you notice that he talked to both Archippus and he also talked to Timothy about fulfilling his ministry? Did you know that you could even get into your ministry and not fulfill it? He would never have to specify fulfill your ministry if all he had to do was get in it. Archippus was already in the ministry, evidently to some extent that he was supposed to be in, and he said, take heed to it so that you make sure you fulfill it. Now let me read Colossians 4.17 to you from uh, about seven different translations. So you ready? All right, the King James says very, that's very similar to the New American Standard. Let me read this to you. Take heed to the ministry, and he's writing to Archippus now. Take heed to the ministry which you have received, which thou has received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. There's another translation, Phillips. God ordained you to your work. See that you don't fail him. Now, I like that one. Just to trust his cleansing blood. Just and simple I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Finding and Following God's Plan for You. If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org. That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y.org. Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488. 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life. To the church.